You are listening to Fool Your Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Owen, and I'm so grateful that you chose to push play today. Whether you are listening for the first time, I welcome you to the shit show, and or you're a returning listener. I'm just so grateful that I am able to pour into community and you continue to show up and you know, love it, share. I love one of my favorite things that I love that you all do. And I actually do this because I'm a podcast um, guru myself. Like I love listening to all kinds of podcasts. And one of my favorite things to do as a listener is I love to hit copy and, and copy like the link to the episode and share that with a friend. So as you are listening to episodes of mine, I ask you to kind of do the same thing. Pour into the people in your lives that maybe should listen and get something out of it or that maybe you're pushed or inspired by doing. I challenge you. Like, I'm very grateful if you do do that because the more, this is why I show up for these podcasts. This is why I record and constantly bring you along the journey is to let's do this together and figure it out together. And I'm just really raw and vulnerable along the way, and hopefully it resonates with someone. So I would love it as you tune in to today's episode, which is actually going to be celebrating Father's Day, even though that you already celebrated in its, you know, past. I wanted to take the time to really think about um, and reflect on some of the situations that I've been in lately um, as a wife supporting my husband as a dad and as he learns through that and also just thinking through and reflecting my own dad and how being a father to a child with a disability changed my dad and although I would love to say that this podcast episode is going to be about honoring those with dads and celebrating them and loving on them I think what I want to spend some time on is maybe of yes what dads do right and um, what we as supporting women whether we're daughters and or mothers or wives or what however that looks what we should maybe be doing better and I say that is because I'm trying to challenge myself in real time to do that but I also want to say maybe where we can challenge dads to be better or where they get miss the boat and I don't think by intentionality so if you're actually most of my listeners are women but if you happen to be a man listening to this and you are a dad I hope you stay tuned and 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 continue don't don't discredit me now because I am saying how I'm going to show tell you how you're not showing up but I think one of the things that I've learned is when we reflect and we can be self-aware We can grow and be better together. And so I think that's what I want to do as a wife, um, pouring into you listening right now of how can we support our husbands and understand where they're at as being dads. So first I want to start off with being real, I guess, of where uh, being the sibling to a brother with a disability and most of you all if you're know my story you know that I, I share that a lot like that's kind of my purpose to everything I do from my nonprofit to you know my sibling zooms to the book I just written on a, a children's book um, which a second book is about to come out I cannot believe I'm actually able to say that out loud but 
it is, which is exciting. Um, but I think that it, it stems from me and my experiences as a child of being a sibling to a brother with a disability. And so I'm going to speak to what I witnessed my dad. And my, my dad's a great, patient, loving father. Um, he probably doesn't realize how much he supported me. He supported me, I think, in a way that was over the top in sports because the lack of my brother being involved in, you know, in sports. And I think that um, it, it was it was interesting to see my navig- my dad navigate you know, showing up for me the same way. And I was a softball person. And so I was a pitcher. So practicing with me and, and learning it and coaching me and setting on the bucket and, you know, ball after ball coming in and catching and throwing back, man, we had so many fights, but he really, um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be as disciplined, um, and crafted my skill as much as, he did and all he did was show up right so that's 99% of it is showing up and sometimes I hated the way that he showed up but at the end of the day I was grateful that he showed up so I think what it was fun to navigate was how he showed up for my brother in special olympics um one of my my memories I have of him doing that was being Nick's golf buddy like they were good my brother was good at golf and he did special olympics golf and he did special olympics um uh shoot basketball but let me kind of give you an insight I'm gonna have a squirrel moment of about my brother my brother is six four and weighs roughly 250 pounds maybe a little bit more give or take so when he plays special olympic sports most of the individuals do come and have traits more of the short stature. Like actually my brother was supposed to be born a dwarf and that is not the case. He's the rare of the rare. Anyways, so when he plays basketball, with him being so tall, he was so much taller than everybody else, the coach would just have him stand by the goal and everybody just throw it to Nick and like he would just put it in the goal. So because my brother would quit in the middle of the game, he would sit on the bench because he didn't want to run back up and down the court. Like that was too much for him. He's like, why would I do that? I'll just stand here and make everybody else do the work because I don't know how many games that, you know, when they made him go up to the other court, other side of the court, and go back and forth, he would just go sit down and be like, I'm done. Like, don't ask me to exhaust myself. <laughs> and so I think it was hard for my dad to to know how to coach and get him to be the best of how what that looked like for Nick, you know. And so because my, my dad was an athlete himself. And so um, just seeing him adjust and navigate his patience between coaching me versus coaching my brother. And then another, you know, story about my brother, just because let's just do that because it's fun. Um, In golf, my brother only enjoyed golf because of the golf ride. Like he liked to drive the golf carts. So that's how we got him into golf. But the thing is, is he was really good. He was really big. And he just knock the shit out of the ball off the driver and, you know, hope that it goes into the right. But my dad, just seeing his patience of figuring out how to golf is hard and it takes a lot to even learn how to 
um, you know, develop your swing. And so that was, it was hard for him to find the words and, and to navigate and to coach and, you know, to support him where it was. But my dad did that so gracefully and he found a way to do both. But if I'm being honest, my dad had a hard time of, I'll, I'll never get some of, some of the conversations over time of like, man, if he only didn't have a disability and as tall as he was, he'd be one hell of a basketball player, right? And I think it's hard for families and parents not to navigate or or wonder about what if they didn't have a disability or, or how things would maybe be different. But that only was a little bit, a little bit of conversations. Like I never heard my dad say that more than probably once. But it was something that I knew also, but he would back that up as I would never change Nick for the way that he was. Like Nick grounded my dad and, and my dad has so much patience and, you know, <laughs> Nick always struggled with my mom because my mom would be the disciplinary or my, my mom would be um, the one that would have tough love and my dad would swoop in and, and be the patient loving and, and the good guy, right? And I- I think that's where our role as moms come in. I saw my mom sometimes do it wrong, right? And not being able to allow my dad to be the good guy or or challenge that because she had to be the bad guy and he needed to be the good guy. And I think so many times us as parents, I'm not saying that I have it figured out. I'm struggling myself in real time. But we, what I think I want you as the listener, especially women, I think we need to have a better, we need to do a better job. I need to do a better job in supporting the fact that it doesn't have to be good guy, bad guy. Like we both have roles, right? And so I saw my parents navigate having those roles. And I think sometimes my mom would, it would rob her sometimes of joy of what she brings for my brother versus what my dad brings to my brother because my mom was so mad at my dad because he got the easy way out, right? But here's the thing. My dad continued to show up. and But I also don't want to... I also don't want to make normalize that like that men just get uh, an out because they get to show up because, you know, if they're showing up, that's 90% of it, right? Or I said earlier, it was 99% of it or whatever. And, and us women have to show up and, and, and do. So like we don't get a golden trophy or an award for showing up because we're expected to show up where I think society makes it like, well, if the dad's showing up, you know, um, then that that's part of it. And so I think, I think we have to figure out how to normalize, yes, the expectation they should show up, but also not dictate how they show up and and how do we empower and not just tell. right now in real time and so whether you're parenting a child with a disability or not I think we all as parents struggle there maybe I saw that being done probably in more highlighted um, more so I think in parents raising children with disabilities I think that 
you have to um, be on the same page way more in reference to strategies, treatment. Um, it's just, it's harder. And, and and I'm not a parent of that, of a child with a disability, but I can honor and say without certain, without any hesitation, their role is harder. Their, their role is harder as a parent just because, and it's harder to be on the same page and consistency and all the things that a child with a disability needs. Um, it's, you kind of have to have this love language and communication that's somewhat of not husband and wife talking. And it's so hard to get there because you have to figure out how to be co-teachers together. And I think that's where the battle is mostly lost. So I think us women, if I had to give any avoid, and I keep saying I think, because again, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that I have any of this figured out, but I tried to challenge when I'm coaching families, I just try to challenge the the mom because that's traditionally who I'm speaking to the most. I think I challenge them the most of like, try to make it a welcoming, like work on your communication with, with them and, and figure out how to, whether you might need to write it down and that be something like, don't, if they're willing to listen and they're willing to still be there to help along what that looks like, don't constantly have an evaluation tool assessing them on how they're doing. Like, because they're not necessarily always doing that for us. So I think there's a give and take and, and communication is going to be key. So like whether you have to write it down, whether you do better of just recapping at the end of the day, like literally you have to be the leader within that. I think oftentimes we're expecting or waiting for them to show up the way that we dream of or, or, or think that that's just going to naturally happen instead of just taking the lead. It's okay to take the lead. It's okay to... Um, empower and or navigate it there's there's a should be a give and take right and and so what if you're showing up as the lead every time that's fine but do it with grace do it with um, grateful for the opportunity to, to have a, a partner to be able to do it with and 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 respect it enough to be able to navigate it together in a way that works best for both of you. And so like, I'm going to flip the script a little bit because in real time, I'm doing it all wrong. And uh, I think that experiences that I, I, I tried to take some of the experiences that I have in real time to learn from, to self-reflect and to grow. And so, and then do a podcast and tell you about it, right? So here recently there was a situation that happened and I was just noticing that, you know, when my husband goes to bed after maybe uh, a fight or a disagreement or an argument, or maybe, you know, the kids notorious, the kids might fight or, or make him in a bad mood. And so he might then go to bed. And then when he wakes up the next morning, you know, he expects things to go back to normal or that it really didn't happen. So like no response is a response in my eyes. And so in order to teach our kids how to address and and move on in in that communication style, like I was like, I get that you're, you're kind of past it or over it, but we don't know how they're interpreting in that, right? Like when you're mad, you walk away and you, if you don't address it, then it'll eventually figure itself out. I, I don't want to be that, but that is his style, right? And so 
what's to say my style is better than his style so like just trying to figure out and share where I'm at and and what I would want for the kids and and talk through that and sometimes I do not do a very good job of that like I just go into silent treatment so I'm trying to work better about processing my feelings and and thinking about how I want to show up as a mom and sharing that with him to say you know how do you want to show up as a dad? Like, do you have those conversations? Like, I would love to know if you have those conversations because parenting is hard. And sometimes I don't know how he wants to show up or like, can we do checkmate basically like checkups in reference of circling back? Like if I share with him how I want to show up as a mom and if I don't show up that way, can we have an honest reflective conversation at the end of the day and be like, Hey, I know that this is said how you want to show up. I'm just trying to hold you accountable. Like this is what I saw on a bird's eye view or like, this is how I think the kids interpret it or whatever that looks like. Can we, can we be in a good space for us to communicate that way. And then same thing for him. Like, how do you want to show up as a dad? Like what lessons you want the kids to learn? So although I'm taking a different approach to Father's Day and I'm not like honoring all those dads, I think what I'm trying to do is how do we be better parents together to honor dads? I hate, this is a squirrel moment. One of my things is I don't want, I want to normalize that it is normal for dads when they're alone with their kids, that's not babysitting. Like you've seen those memes. I see those memes all the time and I laugh because that's so true. We as women think like, hey, can you watch the kids? I mean, no, can you just be a, a, a parent? Like, can you parent the children today? Because I got to go out and do this, right? So like, I think that we have to start normalizing and I think dads are up for the challenge. Like I know in just the few conversations I've had with Justin, my husband, I feel as though like he wants to be the best dad and and parenting in this day and age is hard. And so I guess on, you know, as we just celebrate our father's day, I kind of wanted to empower my community that's listening and empower myself basically of let's support each other, but let's support the dads of, of where they're at and, and what they're doing and, and normalize them showing up like that's to be expected. Yes. But that's, you know, how do we want to show up? We, we analyze that ourselves as self-development. I just, I don't know if, that, if you all do that, but I totally do that as a leader and as a woman of a growth mindset and journaling and constantly moving my envelope forward and figuring out what that looks like. I want, sometimes it's hard when you're, you, you know, maybe um, in a marriage when, when you're parenting maybe both of you at the same time don't have that growth mindset. And that's normal. I think that's more normal than not. But how do you still have conversations to move forward and be on the same page and honor each other's parenting style, but also being able to shape each other to in, to level each other up, right? So um, I think that's doable. That's what I'm trying. And as I learn tips and tricks, I will be quick to share those with you um, as as I navigate this life, the shit show, and <laughs> figuring out how to be the best mom, the best wife, the best leader, the the best woman, the the best at everything, it's possible. I know it's possible. I believe in that, and so I'm here to figure out what that is and continue to pour into the community around me and be poured and be fueled by the community. So again, if you have tips or tricks or um, how you honored Father's Day or 
um, how, I think more importantly, I would love to know, and, and maybe then I can share that on future podcasts as you send me a message. You can do that on Instagram, Pieces of Me by Amanda. Um, you can fi- find my, uh, connect with me through piecesofme.org and send me an email. But I want to know like how you communicate with your partner. Like through, it's, it's easy to communicate when things are good, but when you have like different viewpoints or different ways that you want to parent or how do you how do you navigate through that? Because I think that's different when you love someone and you're intimate with someone and you're attracted to them and, and keeping all of that, you know, saying versus like, I totally know how to do that within my coworkers and my teammates and, and things like that. Navigating conflict, empowering, leveling each other up, seeing each other, you know, coming to a, a, a mutual vision. Um, how do you do that with your significant other um, when it comes to parenting? So anyways, that is, I would love to hear from you. Um, again, share this, love on it. Um, I'm going to continue to show up for you as hopefully maybe you all can continue to show up and, and pour in and listen. Um, and I would love that. So until next time, dream big and do the damn thing.